Hi, I'm Susan Moore, Community Engagement Manager with IIBA. And I'm Scott Bennett, Manager of Business Analysis with the International Institute of Business Analysis. And this is Business Analysis Live. And Susan, we have a guest today. I always love a guest. Hello, Fabricio. <laughs> Hello, Susan. Hello, Scott. Thank you for having me as our guest today. It's an honor. Um, we are really happy to have you because um, uh, we always love talking. Well, first of all, we just love having guests. So, by the way, Fabricio Laguna, he's the Brazilian BA. Um, and he's also a really active member of our IIBA community and our family. Um, mm -hmm. So we are going to talk today about the business analysis mindset. That is something that Fabricio is very passionate about and talks a lot about. Um, we think it's really important. Um, and so here we go. <laughs> yeah, so Fabricio, why don't you introduce the idea of the BA mindset for those who aren't familiar with it? We've got people that are live with us right now. Um, so if we make a mistake, you're going to see it. Um, and also the opportunity for you is to ask questions live. So put your questions in the chat and uh, we will answer them as we go. So Fabricio, tell us about the BA mindset. Right. Uh, a mindset is a way of thinking that different people or a group of people share. So if we think about the agile mindset, for example, that's a very famous one. There's a group of people that think in that way. And so they try to react to 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 what's happening on their environment at the same way. When we think about the BA mindset, is that the way that we share, we that are practitioners of business analysis, we usually think in a similar way and react to situations on the day by day in a similar way. Let's use, for example, if someone in your company just tell you, oh, I need a new software uh, to do my work. And probably, each one of us that are used to have this mindset would ask, but, but why do you need a new software? Why is not the actual software working? Uh, is the software the best solution for a problem? What's your problem after all that you think that a software may solve your problem? That's so natural for us. That's so uh, uh, usual in our way of thinking that we can call that a common mindset. Or, 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 or a way of thinking that's shared by a, a, a bunch of people. And this mindset, is not, that's important. That's not exclusivity of the business analysts professionals. There are a lot of professionals that share this mindset with us and who can benefit from this mindset, this way of thinking, this way of trying to solve problems, this way of trying to align the outputs of a project with the outcomes that are expected from a, 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 an entire corporation, understanding the stakeholders, understanding your environment and take the best decision that creates more value to stakeholders. That's all part of this business analysis mindset that we talk about. Okay, and I can relate to what you're talking about in that example where someone says, hey, I need a new piece of software. Um, I've coached BAs that are new and, and typically what I teach them is, hey, you know what, when you get a request, don't take it for face value, but pause and say, what's the problem you're trying to solve? Because often if you can back that person up a few steps, you might be able to find a better solution for them. So 
it's it's interesting those as you're describing that have more experience um, have this BA mindset those that are new need to build up some experience to be able to get there yeah yeah I, I like I have been trying to define the BA mindset a little better and yeah. I, I posted some some articles on, on LinkedIn and people have engaged on that. And there's a, a nice one that I try to, to summarize the BA mindset in a motto, in a very short sentence. And so one suggestion for that is that the BA mindsets think well before taking a decision. That's some way to, to, to think about the BA mindset. And, and some people say, oh, maybe it's better to, 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 to attach the BA mindset with Take decisions based on your organization strategy or in your business strategy. So think about the whole before taking a decision. I like that as well. Yulia uh, Kozarenko, who is an author of the, the, the Business Analysts, A Professional and a Mindset book. And that's the book he, uh, she wrote. She defined the business analyst mindset as be accountable about the solving problems for your business. Or, or, or creating the solutions that solve problems of her business or that 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 meet the stakeholder needs. I like that the idea of accountability. So bring accountability for you. And so there is there is not yet uh, like something like a manifesto or something defined in the BA book guide that we can call the business analysis money uh, mindset as a single a single phrase. But we are working on that. And I believe that what we need now is to change the approach that we are using to communicate business analysis from a role-based definition to a mindset-based definition, because our role is something that restricts us. Our role, by definition, is a set of tasks that someone uh, uh, occupies in a, in a methodology or in an organization. When you say you are working in a role, there are a list of tasks that you're responsible for and something that you're not. Uh, and so that restricts the business analysis idea a little bit. But when you think about mindset, a mindset is composed. You can have the BA mindset and you can have the agile mindset at the same time. So it, it's not restricting you, it's upgrading right. you. So put right. an additional mindset to your professional career that makes you greater, that makes you better. So let's talk about a few examples of that to sort of bring that to life. Um, right. Outside of a business analysis role, um, what other roles would you use in this as an example that could use the business analysis mindset? I believe that almost every professional could benefit from the business analysis mindset. And you know, Scott, because you, 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 you were with me once, I do have a show on YouTube and I make some interviews and I have been interviewed a lot of great business analysts in the world, in different countries. But I did uh, a special series of interviews that those are in Portuguese, unfortunately, but I did it with my brothers and my sister and none of them are business analysts. I have a brother that is a musician. He has a band and he explained to me how does he do, how does he use his creativity in his work? And he told me a lot about business analysis without calling it business analysis, but how he, he must try to understand what the audience is looking for, what 
works or what not works, how do, uh, uh, does he does experiments and try to understand the requirements of the audience. I have another brother that works in the automobile industry. He's a mechanic engineering and he works on the design of automobiles. And I asked him to tell me how does he use prototypation, prototyping, prototyping, right? Is that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he explained to me how they build a new car and all the phases that they use to understand the needs that this car must develop and different prototypes that they have in different states of those cars. And we use prototyping all the time. That's a very important technique for us as business analysts. And he told me a lot about business analysis, how they bring possible customers to evaluate those prototypes and see if their needs are being met on those prototypes. I also interviewed my sister is a interior designer. So, so she, she, she makes decoration for apartments, houses or st stuff like that. And she told me how she tried to understand the family that's going to live in that house. And that's all about business analysis. What are the needs? What are their characteristics? What's the environment? What are they uh, looking in that specific uh, uh, environment? And at last I told with a, a brother of mine who have a car sales store. So he sells cars. He's a salesperson. And I asked him about sales. And he told me, I don't want to make a sale. I don't want to make one sale. I want to win a customer. And to win that customer, I, I don't, uh, a lot of customers come to me and say, oh, I want this car or a car with this characteristic. And, and he says to them, that's not the best car for you. I don't want to say you just once and you go uh, home with your car and never come back again because you think you did, didn't do a good sales. So I must understand what's the real needs of my customer to recommend the best solution for them. That's pure business analysis, right? But they don't use that name. And I would like they could use. I would like that business analysis mindset could be recognized by all these other professionals that are not business analysis professionals. That's why I think it's so important for us to talk about business analysis and to, to stand it as a, 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 a term that everyone could use. Could use. Well, yeah, that's, those are really great examples to, to bring that illustration to life. So, yeah, thank you for that. You know, I'm, I'm reading a book right now uh, by the governor of the state of Massachusetts. And, and what got me hooked on the book, the name of the book is, is called Results, um, Getting Beyond Politics to Get Important Work Done. And he wrote this book, one, because they, they discovered that while they were great at policymaking, they actually couldn't implement any of these, of these policies. And so they came up with a four-point framework that shockingly looks a lot like our business analysis framework. So clearly they were seeing a need for the business analysis mindset in government, in getting services and goods to people in their state. So I, I agree. I think this is a, this, I, and I too believe that I, I wish we would use this word business analysis in what we do. Uh, and so, you know, so, so maybe we do need to write that manifesto, Fabricio. I, I, we need to get it in the hands of not just organizations, but maybe even governments because they Perfect. need more of this. Um, I know before we started today, we were 
we were talking a little bit about some of the feedback that we hear from newer business analysis professionals that are wanting to get in and there's a heavy focus for them on getting tools and techniques, learning tools and techniques. What are the best ones that I should be learning and, and how can I employ them? And so my, my question to you was, where does the business analysis mindset fit in for, for folks that are new to the profession? And you had a really interesting um, observation on a focus on techniques and tools. So I'm going to let you share that. Yes. Uh, let's think that the, the mindset is on our head and you don't even have to, to formalize that. It's almost unconscious, right? And like if you're driving a car, you don't have to think, oh, I will turn the gear to I will put my feet on the accelerator so I will use this. It, 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 you do that automatically, right? And so that's how a business analysis mindset should work. Automatically, you just have it very well developed in your head. But when you started to learn to drive, it was not automatic at all. You have to think about every single step. What, uh, where do I have to put my feet? How much do I have to look at the mirror? You have to bring all that to conscious. And when you are learning a technique, that's what you do. Let's take one technique, for example. Let's talk about the business model canvas, right? It's a very common technique. It's our nine, uh, it's a sheet with nine different blocks of contents that you have to, to put in there. And when you are fulfilling that canvas and using the technique, you are following the questions that you have to put in each quadrant or in each space in that canvas. And you are going that very technically doing. If you do that canvas a lot of times and that becomes part of your mindset, you don't have to look at the questions anymore because they are already in your mind. You even have your own questions for each block of that, or at some point, you don't even need to look for the blocks anymore or the sheet anymore. Yeah, somebody's talking about you, they talk to you about a business. Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm thinking about building a new business. I, I, I'm thinking about creating a restaurant. And you almost automatically ask for people, but who are your target audience? What's the value proposition that you are proposing to them that differentiates your business from other restaurants? So it becomes part of you. You don't have to follow step-by-step step of the technique anymore because they're part of our mindset. But I really advocate that people that are learning, that they try to learn from the techniques. This, at, at start, you use the technique as a, a path to, to develop this mindset. When you become an expert on those techniques, you don't need them anymore because they are already part of you and you can adapt and arrange and use different techniques. And as much more techniques you develop your, or you master, the better your mindset will be. Uh, 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 your business analysis mindset will be better developed. And at some points, what I, I think interesting, it's the, those techniques usually they start as very much hard skills, techniques, right? They are very structured. But when you bring for them as your mindset, it makes you conscious about, oh, what other people, what, what are your partners? Uh, and why would people buy your, uh, your product and they start to become like soft skills, like the way you interact with people. Some techniques more than others, like conducting a workshop or conducting an interview, 
at first you have to think very clearly about the topics that you 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 want to do with the time uh, with your expertise in that technique it becomes a soft skills you, you learn how to deal with people you know as you as you were describing that i was having this image of developing a muscle that really that's kind of what you're talking about with those hard skills that learn them do them over and over again just like you might do your you know, work on your biceps or your triceps, and then over time you build that muscle up um, so that now that muscle, you know, it doesn't take so many or you have to use a different amount of weights, but you have that muscle now. Um, yes, and that, what they call the muscle memory. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you are a, 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 a sports fan or a sports player. A dancer. A like dancer. Yeah, uh, perfect. To this you don't have to think about the steps anymore because you have that muscle memory. So your your body almost goes by itself, uh, uh, and that's the way about a mindset. Your mind will have let's call that a mind memory. I don't know how to, to 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 use that for a mind or a neural memory or something like that. But it's almost automatically. Yeah, and the other thing that I was thinking of as you were talking about is um you know. For the leaders that might be listening in uh, to this conversation today, this is where something like a, a center of excellence or a community of practice can be a really great way for your junior BAs or folks that are new to the profession to be able to practice those skills because you have developed a set of tools and techniques for them and some structure around learning them and practicing them so that they get a lot of hands-on and they start to understand when it is correct for them to use something or when it doesn't feel right to use something else. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I think and this is- I, I would add to that. Yeah. Invite other professionals to your center of excellence of business analysis. It's mm -hmm. not just about your business analysts, professionals, but about enhancing the business analysis mindset in your organization. Why not calling people from operations, people from the business, people from other, other areas in your organization, of course, your business analysts as well, and they can lead that. What a great BA I would have in my organization if he was fostering the business analysis mindset as an organization, uh, an organization asset for everyone to have. Not just for business analysts, but for, for the organization to develop this mindset. That would be that, great. That's a really interesting thought. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. I, I've talked about center of excellence and a center uh, community of practice before, but it was always around having business analysis professionals come together. But now that I hear you talking about this, that does make sense. There are Doesn't so many it? things that are helpful for people throughout the organization. That's interesting. Yes, because, because if you see that business analysis as a discipline, it's not, it, it's never restricted just to business analysts. You have managers doing business analysis. They have to understand, they have to prioritize requirements. You have the president of your organization is probably the best business analyst that you have, and he will never have the title of business analyst. So in, in all the business community and in the solution providers community, you must foster the business analyst, analysis mindset in all those. It, wouldn't it be great if your programmer, when receiving a, 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 a request for creating a code, if he would look for that and say, oh, but there is a better solution for that that will bring more value to your business. And, and, and so you are fostering the business analysis mindset independently of the role. Right? And so 
I used to say that the business analyst as a role is a strategy to guarantee that business analysis is happening in, a, in an organization. That's not the only or the unique strategy. Now we have a lot of organizations that are running uh, other kinds of methodologies where the business analyst role is not well defined or is not even defined. And the business analysis is distributed by members of this organization. Let's take a, a Scrum team, for example. It may have a business analyst as, as part of the developers, but it may not, right? And so the product owner is someone who should be doing business analysis. The Scrum master should be facilitating meetings and doing part of business analysis, and developers as well. So the business analysis mindset is essential. The business analysis role is a strategy to get this mindset done, but it's not the only strategy or the unique strategy. I like it. Yeah. So for our audience, um, Fabricio is a speaker at BBC uh, Business Capability Conference. Um, that's happening in June, late June. Um, I was, I'm speaking there as well on BA management. Um, so maybe that's something that our audience can join us at. Yes. And just a reminder to our audience, if you've got any questions about the BA mindset or you just have any other questions, just drop that in comments. We are here to take questions while we're just chatting about the BA mindset today. Um, so uh, we've talked a little bit about um, the hard skills and you've touched on the role. I, I know we've got um, we've had members tell us that their organizations, as they are moving into, whether it's more agile frameworks or whatever, that that business analyst role is going away and that there's, you know, they're either getting a new title or they're just, in some cases, losing their jobs. And so how do we approach our leaders to talk with them about the importance of that BA mindset, that we don't, we don't just want to let all this these great business analysis professionals go um you know what what do we need to tell our leaders yes first of all i i believe that we should stop defining business analysis by the business analyst we may do the opposite right business analyst someone who fosters business analysis in an organization as i was uh, 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 i was talking but when we say uh, that business analysis is based on the tasks of a business analyst, we restrict that and maybe people will see business analysis very smaller than it is, right? Because I may have very different business analysts types, like there are the business analysts that is restricted to IT and, and looking for software requirements. I have in some other organizations, business analysts that are working just in process, uh, business process management. I may have business analysts who are working in, in business intelligence or maybe in, in strategic analysis. So those are very different business analysts. And when I say, oh, business analysis is what the, biz the business analysts do or does, what business analysts are you talking about? Because they are so different. And so what I have seen is that the business analyst role is specializing in different, different other roles. So I may have the business architect, I may have the product owner, I may have uh, uh, the facilitator, I may have the designer, I may have different roles with the user experience designer, different roles that are doing business analysis. 
but business analysis is something higher, or the business analyst mindset is what unites all those different professionals and, and, and is the shared knowledge. If you think about the T-shaped professional, right, they all should have the business analyst mindset and they could specialize in different techniques or different knowledge that are applicable for their different roles. And so we should sell better business analysis, the mindset, not explicitly the role. If we are just attaching business analysis to the role, we might be killing business analysis. And I would not like to do that. What happened there is that people start to create other names for business analysis. And they say, oh, that's not business analysis because business analysis is from that world. And as I am in another role, I'm not doing business analysis. That's not true. They're right. just doing the same thing. And we can reuse. We have a lot of nice content. We have a, a, the PA book guide for Christ. It's, it's, it's amazing. And a lot of techniques and practices that we use and are available for anyone. Yeah. Okay, and, we've and got I a few questions. Oh, we do right. have some questions. All right. Yeah. yeah. So um, the first one is, is about the BA role. So do you think that the BA role as a strategy to get work done can also be interpreted as somebody to do documentation work? It's a possible uh, definition. I don't like that this definition for uh, uh, the BA role. A business analyst is a documenter. But in some organizations, I would say they are. There are very different kinds of business analysts. If you go to any organization and look, what does the business analyst do in, does in your organization? You see that they are doing different stuff. And I believe that the documenter, is a very small use of the business analysis mindset. So you are restricting very much the usage of, of that yeah. mindset for, for a role, but in some organizations, they will be. Yeah. Okay. So, so we've got I, three more here. They're, they're coming in I'll, fast. <laughs> I know. I'll, and I'll add one thing to that. Also, if we limit the business analysis role to just technology projects, I think we are further limiting it. And I yes. think that's also one of the myths of, of the role. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah. All right. So next question. I'll let you take it, Scott. Uh, what if an organization doesn't value BA? Again, big, big we, should, we, we should split. When we say BA, are you saying business analyst or are you saying business analysis? And I think that's important that we make this distinction. Because if you have a business analyst that's just a documenter, as we are just saying, it's not very valuable anymore, right? Or it has its value, but it's not a high value. If you're talking about business analysis as a mindset, maybe, oh my God, you must value that because that's the differential for any organization is the ability to understand needs and find the best solution for those needs. It's not possible that someone will not value business analysis but maybe they are not understanding business analysis and their view of business analysis is restricted to what their business analysts are doing. And that could be very small. And so if they're not val uh, evaluating the business analysts, maybe they should change that role and put some other uh, activities for them because it's not being very valuable because business analysis is so nice and so valuable for any organization. Yeah, it, when I heard this question, I immediately thought, well, you could be problem solving day in and day out, but if you're not solving the right problem, 
you're wasting a lot of time. And that's really yeah. where I see uh, one angle, one perspective of business analysis is mm-hmm. making sure that you understand what the needs are and find a solution for those in the most effective way. So mm-hmm. from an organization that doesn't value BA, I hope it's not the mindset and maybe it's the role because the role doesn't quite fit the way they're organized, but certainly the skill set used in business analysis, every organization needs it. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and let's break it down. If you are a business, you should be analyzing it on a regular basis, whatever, whatever part of the business that you have. And if you aren't, you probably aren't doing business very well. And that doesn't require a specific role. That requires a lot of roles taking a look at the way that you do business to make sure that you're doing it in the best, most responsible ways ever. So um, next question. And, and we get, and so I'll preface this by saying that, that I think this is an example of what we were talking about a bit ago. But this question is, what tools do you use on a daily basis? Um, and so the rest of the question is just a list of those tools, Lucidchart, Excel, PowerPoint, Visio. And I think that's um, when I, when, when we have questions like this, I do think about these are hard skills that people are asking about. And I know we just talked about hard skills are important. So how would you answer this question? What tools do you use on a daily basis as a business analysis professional? Well, I believe that different business analysts will use different tools. So as we are speaking, uh, that, that there are a lot of specializations of business analysis. So for some business analyst who is a business architect would use a tool to, to make an archimate project or, or develop a, a blueprint or something like that. Uh, if there's someone who is a, a software uh, uh software business or assistant business analyst, I don't know what name I would use that, but someone who is using Jira for putting in user stories or, or, or issues on, on a project that would be very useful. But for myself, in my place also, taking me as a business analyst, I work as a consultant and the tools I use the, more, the most are this one, like Zoom, Right, interacting with people and, and email and to connect and agenda to schedule meetings. And I like to use some some different tools to collaborate. I'm using actually very much Miro. Before that, I used a white screen or a whiteboard in presential rooms. And now Miro is using that. I use the Microsoft tools as a lot like PowerPoint, Excel, uh, uh, those kind of tools. But I really believe that it depends of the kind of business analyst you are and what's your specialization on business analysis. You may have better tools for your specialization. Yeah, and each of those tools have a reason and a purpose. And so it's knowing how to use those. Sorry, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, and who's gonna chime in? Um, Fabricio is also a YouTuber. So if you go to the Brazilian BA on YouTube, that's another tool that he uses very well. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Scott. Thank, thank you. Thank you for making the advertising. <laughs> there you go. Um, can you differentiate the roles of process business analyst and a system business analyst? And so I know we've, we've talked a little bit about different kinds of roles. I don't know if you want to talk about what differentiates those, but... Um, how might you differentiate that and right. how they might use business analysis differently? It's important for us to understand that there are as many roles as there are companies. 
because every company can define their role uh, for their own methodology. And so if you take you know, process business apps, that's use that name from one company in, in another company, they may be doing different stuff. So the role is something that's part of a methodology and a methodology is very specific for an organization. So every organization will create their roles and responsibility matrix in their methodology and how they were going to, to deal with that. And so it may change from company to company. Right. There is a very nice video on my channel on YouTube, and I recommend that. I did with Vince Mirabelli. It's called the Business Analysis, the Brazilian BA into the Multiverse. So you can see very clear that there are very there are lots and lots of different business analysts around there. But they all, and that's the important part, they all share the same mindset. And that's what I wanted to, to connect us. So what connects us is the mindsets, the business and the disciplines you know, as a way of thinking in a shared group of skills that help to foster this mindset. That's great. So next question, where does domain knowledge fit into this mindset? And is that a, an important part of the business analysis mindset? I, I would not put this as a, as a part of the business analyst mindset, but that's a competence according to the BA Block Guide. So if you are working in a, let's say, insurance company as a business analyst to understand about insurance and policies and, and stuff about that domain uh, and the business domain area will make a lot of difference. If you are working as a, a a business analyst inside of a group that provides a solution, let's say an IT solution, I'm working in, with a group of developers and I'm the business analyst responsible for, for making them understand what's the best solution to be delivered. I should know a little bit about the domain of software or technology that they are working on so I can interact with them better and understand their needs. So depending on wherever you are working, the domain knowledge will be a essential competence for you to, to, to create value and to understand what's happening around. But I would not add that to the BA mindset as this is different for every, uh, for every analyst or in, their, in, the, in their environment. I will just put that the BA mindset depends on some kind of domain knowledge as well. And so th th that's a competence you, you should have as well. So really domain knowledge can enhance your business analysis mindset, I think is what you're saying. Yeah, that, yeah. Ma that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next question. Should the business analysis domain be limited to just technology departments of the organization? So that's kind of the, the question that I, that, that I was asking a little bit ago, or, or should they fit in with the whole organization and in every department? The whole organization, every department. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Um, in the last organization I worked in, uh, we had a center of excellence. And we started bringing in people that were in various departments outside of IT. And they were getting enlightened because they were one person in a, in a team that, that had the business analysis skill set, but they didn't label it that. And they didn't really understand there was discipline and practices around it. When we brought them in, it was just like a mind-blowing experience for them that there was this community of people that do similar things and there were best practices around it. And they rapidly picked up our templates that we were using and, and some of the practices. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. It's 
across the organization. Yes, let's take an example that Susan brought before that I like it very much about the politician that they're creating laws or something like that. Imagine that this politician could articulate uh, the needs of the population using requirements, for example. So if he even had this concept of what a requirement is and business rules, how can we develop business rules? How can he deploy solutions to, to, to meet those requirements. And, and just that those small concepts could make their lives so easier and so more structured to think about how to, to, to create solutions for problems or for needs. And so it, it's not, it, it's never restricted to, to only IT. It, it, it was, the fact is, Business analysis was created between IT people because they felt that at first they are delivering software and people are never satisfied because they said, oh, that's not what I needed. So, oh, let's create a discipline here to understand the business and let's call that business analysis. But it's, it's not about the software. It's about bringing business solutions. It's about bringing business value, business outcomes. That's the, that's the, the great differentiation from software engineering to business analysis. Software engineering and the requirements engineering was only looking for how do I develop software? And when we're talking about business analysis, how do I get better business outcomes? It's different focus. And why restrict that just to IT? No, yeah. we was born there and we were born there, but we have a, so much more to, 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 to do. All right. And, and the problems that we work on as well don't necessarily have an IT solution. Oh, um, that's right. It could be process related, right? Refining things. It could be brainstorming, facilitating sessions, getting people with common understanding. Perfect. So, yeah, IT is not always the solution. The, the example that this governor used, which got me hooked, um, they were trying to bring broadband internet to a western part of the state that didn't, it, it was very rural. And, um, and so they said, okay, we're going to give you a solution. Here it is. And of course, that didn't work for most of these communities. And so they went back, they talked with their stakeholders, they gathered requirements. And what they ended up with was a set of six options that they could take to the different communities and say, these are your options. You can pick one. Um, and we'll help you. We'll help you fund it and pay for it. That's business analysis. That's what you have to do, right? And also Good recognizing that there isn't just one solution. Which sometimes in government we seem to think we can just have one solution. But to really meet the needs of people, we sometimes have to have to broaden that. Business analysis helps with that. All so right. We've got a number of other questions here, we but do. I think Susan, maybe what we can do is put those on our list. So for our viewers, mm -hmm. uh, we have a number of questions that we've got in a backlog of topics that we're going to talk about. Um, so for example, next session we're having in two weeks is about effective listening skills. Um, so we'll take some of these questions and see if we can um, fit them in future sessions. Um, I encourage everyone to check out B the BBC conference. If you Google BBC conference, uh, you'll see Fabricio's session there. You can learn more about the, the BA mindset. Um, and uh, as we wrap up here, um, we'll just, uh, again, thank, in the background, we, we've got Rosalind, who's helping all the mechanics on this, this uh, broadcast. So thank you for that. Thank you, Rosalind. And hopefully Fabricio will come back because some of these other questions are pretty good um, uh, on the BA mindset. All right. 
And so Scott just mentioned in two weeks, we are going to be talking about effective listening skills because, you know, it's not just uh, it's not just writing and talking, but it's also listening. That's a really important part of what we do. Fabricio, it's been great to have you and great to meet you finally. Oh, my pleasure. And it will be very nice to see people in person at BBC in June. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Fabricio. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. This is the end of our live session, but if you've got questions, you can send us an email at live at iiba.org or leave us a voice message and we'll answer your question at one of our upcoming broadcasts. Join us.